Welcome to our podcast, Today is Weird. We are your hosts, Rhea and Alex. Two friends living in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, talking about how intuition operates and when things get weird. Weird. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Gunner's like, oh God, we're, you're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, Gunner's in the room with us and yeah, he's Gunner. the groaning one, so we'll see what happens. But we're back together. Doing it in person. Yeah. Woo-woo. Um, so I think Cal we wanted to yeah, start with a little check-in. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little funky today, so. <laughs> I was funky yesterday. Yeah. Um, so Rhea is um, going to, I'm going to start. I'll start, and then you can chill for a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so we wanted to talk a little bit today about a few things and try to organize that way. Um, and we'll dive into that. But first, we wanted to check in. Um, you know, I had a really funky day yesterday, and it sounds like that's kind of what's happening with a lot of people. It's just feeling kind of funky. And so it actually helped me to have a few readings um, and then an orthobiotomy um, client yesterday because I felt like I could kind of, you know, get out of my muck. It felt mucky. It felt muddy. It felt bleh. And so, um, it it was interesting. So today I pulled a few cards, um, some tarot cards, and we were just talking about it and talking about how to resource esoterically or how to resource outside of our human. (laughs) Because I like to use the word human rather than ego, because ego is like almost different, but our human is like our fast thinking brain and our problem solver, prefrontal cortex, our, you know, um, material, uh, and, and what we have with that as well. So yeah, it's been extremely helpful to have those tools throughout all of this. Um, especially because it's been very day to day. So my psychic stuff has just been not in readings necessarily, but just in general has just been muddled. Um, and so, um, there's a lot of conversation in astrology, especially in, in a lot of intuitives who are saying like the second half of 2020 is going to mirror the first half, but be more intense. And I'm now seeing it as certain things are going to be kind of like brought out into the sun, <laughs> if you will, uh, out into uh plain openness. And we're going to have to kind of look at it. And so I joked around on my Instagram today Uh, that like the sea creature that's like deeply in your subconscious that's kind of weird you know those weird sea creatures that look like aliens it's like they're just going to come out to the sunlight we're gonna have to like deal with it and look at it so I pulled the nine of wands I did a micro like an everyday kind of like what do each of us kind of engage with every day and then a macro of what's going on in the world I pulled two cards I pulled the nine of wands which I had recently pulled so that card showed up again and the seven of pentacles, which if you know, wands are fire as well as spirit and pentacles are earth as well as um, uh, physical, the material world. And so the those two together are very interesting. And then when I did the macro, I pulled the temperance card with the tower card. Um, and I like joked around, like, I feel like we all know the tower card well. <laughs> it's like, oh, this old friend. <laughs> I know you. It's like gonna just not be the same. It's like okay. Um, And so it's interesting. Like temperance is really cool because it's the archangel Michael. There's three archangels in the deck, and so archangels when they show up, they show up 
Uh, it's related to Sagittarius, which is like practice makes perfect. It's the archer. It's a fire sign. Michael is very fiery. And then you have the tower card, of course, which if you know the tower card and the Rider Waite Smith deck that I that I use, it's the kind of quote like, well, we'll say like common. I'll say the most common deck, but I don't know if that's necessarily true, but um, universally common, but. Well, no, um, and I would say for the major and minor arcana system, I would say it's probably the yes. most well-known. There we go. Perfect. Um, and so there's two people falling out of a tower, which they're falling into their moat, but there's like a divine intervention of the lightning bolt and then the crown being blown off. So it's very much about paradigm shifts. So it's interesting because it's it's like we're kind of stuck. You know, I, I, I said in my post, I was like, don't, like your feelings right now are for you. And so it's so funny because I was like, uh, before the podcast when we were prepping, I was like, Raya, you don't have to share your feelings if you don't want to. Like our feelings are really for us. And so, you know, I, I deactivated from Facebook, which I got like validation from an astrologer I listened to. She's like, people will be de- deactivating from Facebook. I was like, oh, perfect. Good. Um, good timing. Um, and like social media still feels intense and it's like noticing when you're like emotionally spilling out everything onto social media or onto your partner or onto your friends or onto family, anything like that, because our feelings are meant to kind of guide us and be for us right now. Um, and so it's like not, not feeling, but it's very much like understanding, like this isn't a time to wear your heart on your sleeve. And I'm not going to, of course, tell anyone what to do, but that's kind of the nine of wands as well as the seven of pentacles, which is this idea of mimicking. It's like, it's like, that's that imitation. That's that like, Oh, the second half of 2020 is going to imitate the first. And like, there's this kind of like language around that. That's really interesting. There's this, you know, that the pentacle that's between his feet, he has the staff. It's a lot about like watching a pot boil. It would take forever. If you, if you have a garden and you stood out there and watched your blueberries turn blue, you'd go crazy. Like you have to like allow time and space to exist outside of yourself. And so this is very much that where it's like, and not every blueberry is the same. And so it's like, there has this imitation feel to it where it's like, Oh, you're feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. You're feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. Perfect. All right. Awesome. 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 Yeah. We're all feeling the same. And it's like this idea that we're like in this, like, Oh, I love your face. Like we're like, you know, it's like the triplets that all dress the same. Like what? Like, no, you want your individuality. You want your sovereignty. You are not everyone else's feelings. You are not, um, you don't even need to be connected to everyone's feelings, right? Like if someone comes in, like pours their feelings out to you, you can tell them to fuck off, right? <laughs> love your face to that too it's like dude dodge that like and that can look like isolation it can look like avoiding people for a little while and I think that that is appropriate because it can feel like you know it's like swimming in a pool where a bunch of people have peed no one wants to do that ever um and yet people have to pee <laughs> so go to the lake or something uh but it, it and so then you go into the like macro and I'm like diving right in but then I want to check in with you the macro which would be the temperance and the tower card and, you know Archangel Michael like the way I see like you know people will be like how can an archangel visit me when they're probably visiting like t- you know millions of other people and you know I see that refracted light where they kind of break into into a million pieces and you get like that that piece of them right and we're also working then in a hologram and so you have that hologram of Archangel Michael oh I can kind of feel him um and he's that fiery temperance right 
And so oftentimes people talk about Archangel Michael as, and as Sagittarius is as like charming, fiery, but they're, they're temperate. They are in the sense that they are, um, practice makes practice. It is practicing who you want to be in this new reality, whatever you want to use the word there. We're going to talk about language today. So in this new non-linear space, right? Because we're going into esoteric principles, which would be this idea of resourcing outside of what is right in front of us. Because sometimes it's like you can't, like I'll say, you can't flip a pancake with a hammer stop and take a minute and realize you have more tools and we're going to talk about channeling around that we're going to talk about all kinds of things with that but like this very much is is that idea of like you can't stay in the tower you've got to go the paradigms are shifting and it's like we have to look at humanity right and say okay what what are humans doing with their hearts because if they aren't like i'm not saying the gods are going to intervene but source is is ready um, you know, I've been like, I watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind last night, which is a documentary, and it's lovely. And it's so funny because, like, there's all these jokes around the aliens coming, and it's like this idea of, like, coming in, you know, aliens are lightworkers. There we go. Like, and it's like they come in, and they, like, shine a light, and they, like, you know, um, heal, different things like this like there's the there's a piece part of this in the documentary that like legit made me cry but you know it's interesting because it's like we, we have this relationship to consciousness as this this thing that is outside of ourselves and what we want to talk about today is like how to bring it into awareness in your everyday so that you don't feel like you're necessarily getting your boat rocked constantly by the energetics of either group mentality or not even group mentality group group energy slash um possibly like manipulation of energy in the ethers um as well and so how to resource separately because right now like i think there's a big push for you to deep dive into your subconscious which is totally appropriate but it's interesting like in my post i wrote like all the, like there's not enough mud for this lotus that wants to grow. And you think of like the mud and the lotus, like the lotus is so beautiful, but it's kind of like we're like collecting the mud right now, you know, like we're collecting the mud and then we're going to get this beautiful lotus. And so it's interesting because all of a sudden, like yesterday after my like funk cleared, I was like, oh, I'm excited for the rest of 2020. And like I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm open to being wrong, but I think the rest of 2020 is going to be really illuminating, which is what light means, illumination, dark shadow, meaning what is not seen or unseen and what we bring into illumination to, quote, look at. And we have these ideas of how to look at them. And if you're looking, if you're dissecting a frog and you don't have any tools, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> you want to have your knife, you want to have your what from Malder? I can't even say that word. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have the structure, you want to have gloves, uh, you know, you want to have all these things so that you can properly investigate and see. And so I think all the Virgos Ooh. out there will really like that analogy. Uh, <laughs> Virgos. Uh, so anyways, that's a lot, but that's a lot of what I've been thinking about. And like, I haven't been excited about 2020 this year really to be totally frank 
And I'm, like, excited. I think there's going to be some big reveals. And, like, you can see some of this in the news with, like, Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, there's, like, some of this can, can possibly be shown via that. If you're not familiar with her, she's, like, Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand woman. And hopefully um, some of that will be revealed as well because... Um, it, you know, it's as above, so below, it's not so below as above. That's what I've been telling people. Like, like you, you can only get away with manipulation of the world and, and being, uh, uh, just to be totally frank, a shitty human for so long. <laughs> um, it, it'll, it, it doesn't work that way. Source catches up. So that's my spiritual soapbox. How are you doing? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Podcast over. Yeah, really. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown. <laughs> Okay, well. Where do we go from there? I've been in a, uh, <laughs> a bit of a funk today. I, so, you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to articulate it, but as always, hearing you talk ends up helping me form my thoughts. So, yeah, I think what I've been feeling is that for a long time, even the past couple of years, but especially kind of the beginning of this year, I was kind of bracing myself for things. It was definitely like, okay, how do I handle whatever's going on? How do I clean up a lot of my stuff? And, you know, how do I get clear on what I need to do right now to get more in tune with myself, more centered? But it also felt like I was bracing for something. And now it feels like it's shifting. Like, there have been a few things that have been manifesting for me, kind of big things. And that's really giving me hope, and I have kind of been feeling this year was going to be a really big year for me in that way. But it almost feels like, especially today, you know, maybe when the levees get lifted or whatever, if that's even the right way you would talk about a levee, I apologize if it's not. But, you know, whatever. The, the, the gates are lifted. Yeah. At first, it's sludge water. Like, it's not just, like, clean, beautiful water coming through the levees. It's like, there's some mud and muck and stuff stuff in there and so it kind of has to come out real slow and kind of come out that way first before it can really start flowing and rushing and cleaning and going and yes 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 you know so I'm kind of in one of those modes where it's just like, like <laughs> that's what I feel like is happening um I was there yesterday I hear you yeah it's kind of been there's been weird stuff like I've been getting dizzy you know just energy mm. levels are really low but I also have been working on some health issues that I have, which, you know, everything's interrelated. It has to deal with my emotions. It has to deal with energy, but it also just has to deal, deal with my body and, like, it being super fussy and me needing to completely overhaul that. So I'm also going through some interesting health things, which, you know, throws kind of a wrench in everything. And um, the adjustment period can kind of take you. I'm in a total brain fog today. I can't really think straight. <laughs> But, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I think in something that we were talking about before that I would like to touch on and how I've been feeling during this time, one word that you were using for, I think it's the seven, the seven of wands, is that what you said? Seven no. of pentacles. So, seven of pentacles. Is that the discernment one? Oh, that's the nine of wands, yeah. Nine of wands, okay. Discernment. Mm -hmm. That word and everything that's going on right now, and I know we've touched on it before and it kind of weaves through, right, of how to get the sovereignty, how to feel what is right for you is using your discernment of yes, no, um, that feels good, that doesn't feel good. But right now is a crazy time. I mean, I am seriously considering just deleting my Instagram app 
for a while because it's not serving me. Every time I open it, it's chaotic, weird, collective energy that doesn't feel, you know, there, and I totally relate with what you're saying where there's moments where that app can be so beautiful because it's, you're just opening it up to like this diversity of variation of things and people and all of the things. And right now it feels like a lot of people are yelling but are they even yelling their own words? So, eh, yeah, uh, it's there's a lot going on. I've definitely been feeling more of a need to kind of zoom out, tuck myself away again. Um, and I think I may have said that in the last episode. Like, I was just feeling like I needed to, you know, take a week, turn my internet off and meditate. Um, some things have come up in my life where I haven't really been able to do that, but it's kind of thrown me for a loop in a good way where I'm shifting my perspective. Things are being shaken up. And yeah, a lot comes up when things are shaken up, you know, like you kind of get lots of different tests of, ooh, what's that look like? You know, you, you there's a lot of work to be done when the levees are lifted. It's not just like, and now everything's going to change. Like, you know, different me, even if you make that, um, goal. I'm going to change. I see these parts of myself. I'm going to change. We talked about the trash kit, the recycling bin metaphor. Like it takes time. It's tedious. And some days it's like, I don't even, I'm done. Like, I don't even want to do anything today. I just need to chill. And that's okay too. So yeah, I also am just like, I have no clue what the world is going to look like on the other side of this, but I do mm. feel more and more this pot. There's something positive about it. I've been really focusing on unplugging capitalism in my system, which is really interesting to kind of sit with. I think a lot of people are doing that on a mental level and kind of a, like they want to, right? But are they really unpacking the energetics of it? I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing to really disconnect from that because it, I mean, we've been brainwashed. This is how we stay safe. Like this is our sense yep. of security living on this planet which is just bonkers. Um, and again, watch the show alone if you really think that that's true. Um, <laughs> Love that show. I started season six. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I think just um, just flowing with where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. trying to push myself more and more to do things. Um, and again, trying to get out of my comfort zone in ways that aren't just like reading something that might scare me. It's also just like, let me try to get a new skill. You know, mm. or I don't really want to go on a hike right now, but my body needs exercise, so I'm going to do it. Like, discipline, I think, is an interesting concept around discernment. Like, once you realize what is good for you and what, you know, good, bad, ugh, weird words. We're going to talk a lot about language. What you feel is aligned for you or the kind of person that you are wanting to be, you have to uphold yourself to that. And it's almost like your system feels more comfortable not being that person. So there's going to be a lot of times where you have to kick your own ass into gear in order to actually do that. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today, kind of, you know, ways of seeing through the bullshit and also how to move through these wild times, being intentional, keeping your vibration or your frequency or whatever you want to call it at like a a higher level that you're able to participate and catch everything that's going on, but also to ride it out and not feel like you're taking a beating. You know, there's a difference between riding a wave and the wave, like, fucking you up and you just being taken under. And it is kind of an, a, a mindset of, do you have the skills to stand up on the surfboard 
and know when to get up and all of the things. But it's also, yeah, do you have the strength for that? There's a lot going on there. And some of it's luck as well. Um, but that, yeah, I think it's just like how do we collectively, each of us, figure out how to, even when you're in a wave and you're understanding to jump when it happens instead of getting smacked by it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just even that simple thing, which that doesn't take as much skill as surfing, but you're still able to kind of float on the water as opposed to getting rocked by the water. That's that's what I'm trying to trying to be into right now. Yeah. So many thoughts. So many. Thoughts. You want to start with energy? You want to go into channeling? Yeah. I mean, we, so something we sh- we can each talk a little bit about how channeling kind of feels in us. I guess I would say. Um, but I also, as something that we've kind of mentioned uh, in prepping for this episode, is that it feels like people are channeling each other or channeling some sort of collective, um, you know, this kind of, uh, how do I even talk about it, you know? <laughs> like, it's kind of like the idea of some people that watch the news, certain news channels and all they do is regurgitate what the news said to them instead of looking into research or using their own words to say or to you know to summarize what was said they literally say the exact same words so it does feel like there is some of that going on right now that it it that's what I mean almost with Instagram it seems like it's kind of this crazy loud noise that everyone's just making the same noise I keep talking about it as hysteria Reading the Crucible a couple years ago was definitely an interesting switch and and something that we couldn't remember last time. But I think it was this upregulated empathy, quote unquote empathy, where we all are really trying to be um, empathetic with one another. But um, empathy isn't I feel what you're feeling, and so I'm going to make your feelings louder and take on your feelings and pretend I have the feelings and then think I have the feelings and then I'm convinced I have the feelings and then I'm going to. It's a domino effect where these feelings are just washing through people and it's people aren't grounded enough to understand what's my feeling, what's not my feeling. If this is somebody else's feeling, how can I like, you know, magnify that in a way that is everyone else can hear it as opposed to taking it on and distorting it through my own system. Um, so that feels like there's some toxic channeling going on. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I would say toxic. It's like distorted channeling going on um because it's sorry it's it's like from the the sludge right you're like channeling the sludge you're not channeling you're not making space of like okay I see how I can make space for this um you know lovely water to come through it's kind of just like oh this thing's happening I'm just gonna move it through me you know um so with all that said, channeling. I don't really know how I would describe it. Um, and you know me, I tend to not even, sometimes I'm not even aware of these words and how they operate in my system. But for I think a lot of us have experienced this thing when you're having a good conversation with somebody and you say something and you were like, literally after you say it, you're like, oh my God, that was really intelligent. Like what? How did I say that? You want to write it down. You're like, I need to write a poem about this. I said this phrase, you know, it's kind of just this amazing thing that comes out of you. It just falls out of your mouth and you kind of don't even know how you got there. Um, that feels, that's like what channeling feels like to me. So it's when, and something we're going to talk about with language and not to get too ahead, but 
whenever you're lo- using language, that is translating a feeling, that's translating some, a knowing. You're trying to translate it, and oftentimes it is restrictive, especially English, good God. So something that you were saying is like distilling it. You're trying to distill something out, which you then you inevitably like lose some of the original material. But when you're channeling, it's like you literally just get out of the way somehow, and all of a sudden there's a sieve that's just like, and here it is. It just comes out. So, you know, with some of the intuitive tools, like when I'm doing Akashic Records readings, sometimes I am able to tap into that, where it's, it feels like something's speaking kind of through me, or I'm just allowing it. And again, that, that takes a lot of my cult- cultivation of my space of neutrality, even before I have somebody come in this door. Um, and really being clear with myself that I am here to help them. I'm not here to sort through the information for it to make sense for me. You know, I'm just here as like a vessel for this information to come through. So that's what channeling feels like. It's like when it just comes out of you, which makes sense because this happens. I mean, it's kind of collective channeling where, you know, I remember, and it's not something I'm proud of, but it also was something I had to go through to learn where when I was younger, I was like, you know, somebody said something about the Confederate flag, and I was like, well, what's so wrong with the Confederate flag? You know, it's for the, you know, you just regurgitate what somebody else tells you without even understanding what it means until it's challenged. And the minute it's challenged, you're like, oh, this represents something for a lot of people that's really, like, dark and negative and terrible. Oh. You know, you change your perspective on it. So it is this, like, regurgitation can be almost the distorted channeling whereas when it's in alignment it's like what what's a better way to say you know when you vomit I mean sorry you're like throwing up toxic material right Mm -hmm. but if you're if you're channeling it's just I don't know it's it's more of just like a it's like drinking water (laughs) it's drinking water as opposed to regurgitating yeah yeah I don't know your, no, your, I love your that. feelings, your response. <laughs> response, ready, go. Respond, please. I mean, there's like a, a lot in there that are that's really great to respond to. And I think I think when I think what I think of with channeling, and we know I go more into the like the esoteric manipulation of things, which is that everybody can channel. And what I've seen in, in readings is that everybody channels differently. And so when we think of the, like, if you're in, if you're into this stuff, you're listening to this podcast, you could, we think of channeling as maybe through the crown, out the mouth, right? Through the crown, down to the heart, out the mouth. Like, it's like, this is how we're distilling this, like, source information out through our human. And, and so... Um, oftentimes I'll see a lot of people who they channel through a guide through their heart out their hands and like they're typically like the healer archetype or you see people who um, channel from their third chakra their essence and they are kind of like this like essence channeler where they like are able to connect to people that way and like more nervous system driven in that way and enteric like our gut brain and so it's really cool because it's like know your technology like and I say the word technology meaning like know how you channel and the reason why I say that everybody can channel is like if at some point you've been telepathic right let's say you thought of someone and then they texted you done (laughs) you're a channeler next can we move on (laughs) you know like but it's like know your technology because what will happen is I will just say it like this believe me they know (laughs) they meaning we could even say like you know, uh, Santa. This, Santa, yeah, Santa. 
Um, I mean, we could go into like, you know, which we talked about this, but, uh, the CIA, like you can go into all these places where it's like, people know esoteric things, businesses, companies, logos, all like based, a lot of them based are based in esoteric principles. We just don't live in a world where we're given the keys and the map and like the, the guidebook to that, if you will, which is one of the, one of the purposes and intentions of this podcast today is right. We're trying to be like, okay, what are some other ways to resource? What are some other ways in the unseen world that can support you through the rest of 2020 and, and beyond. Um, and so it's just interesting because channeling, like if you aren't clearing your channel and understanding what's yours, then, you know, the, the image they're giving me, my guides are like, and you know, my ancestors are like, like basically like a shovel with like muck, like you were talking about just dumping into my channel, like, other people's thoughts will become yours. You little, you will become a regurgitated human in that way. That's such a terrible term that I just used, but it's kind of true. Like you literally regurgitate information out. And so, and we notice it too. Like it made me think of, um, and I can't remember the name of the podcast and I feel terrible, but she is, I think in Austin, Texas, a, um, a medium and I can't think of her name either. And I just can't think of it. She was talking about how like the etymology of the word genius, when you say I am a genius, it actually doesn't make sense because it means that you, so, what something outside of yourself came through. It's basically the etymology of that, where it's like not of, not of me, you know, like, and so it's interesting. Cause like when we have those moments, we channel and like, I joke around with clients who have kids where I'm like, Oh, uh, so you have a son and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, perfect. He can channel. So like if he doesn't study a lot, but still gets good grades, and doesn't want to do a lot of homework, that's why. Like, he's channeling, and, like, you can strengthen that, or you can, um, you know, like, open up that conversation, uh, or, you know, maybe it'll give you compassion when he's like, I don't want to do this schoolwork, or he needs a mental health day, you know? So it's like it gives us these extra ways to look at things. And so it's, in my opinion, of course, as a psychic medium, like, it's important to have a clear channel because... It's very, very easy to, you know, like, so we, we've been talking about this with language, group think, we've been talking about this with like, um, the ethers and our auric field and thoughts and all of this. And it's like, and you know, I'll say like, think your own thoughts or create new thoughts. And it's like this idea of really connecting out what is yours and what is who you're around. And this is where then our language comes in when we were talking about this with it's like we're either in this sovereign place or we're in a place of manipulating people around us to get what we want and like that sounds harsh but it's like noticing those tendencies of when we want we want something we want it's our human we want this result we want this to feel like this and i want to like honor the nine of of wands and the tower card is like safety too right so like sometimes this like enters our safety system our somatic system in that way as well and that's how we can kind of like engage and know what is 
outside of ourselves, right? And then we can also really develop a system to where we can, like, someone can come throw up on us. That's what I used to tell people. Like, I feel like as an empath, I got thrown up on a bunch, and then people would smell it and be like, ooh, you can throw up on her. And I was like, I'm tired of being thrown up on. Like, I'm tired of being thrown up on. Stop throwing up on me. And there were shifts. Uh, Again, like, I'll lose some friendships or, like, people distance from themselves from me. It, It happens. There's a shift. And then there's, like, the possibility of, like, okay, these these people can come back around and, like, meet me as my new self or or, or, or not. Um, and that, w- that was really helpful for me um, when it came to really clearing my channel because um, I can still feel it. I can feel it when I regurgitate information. I do it a lot with astrology because I don't feel confident in it. Even though I have a guide, I have, like, lots of knowledge. Ah, oh, there's a red cardinal outside. I don't think you can see it through that tree. I think it's right up, but it's right there. Uh, that's my Uncle Ralph, <laughs> who I was talking about, talking to about this. Sorry, if my family listens to this, they'll be like, she just say Uncle Ralph? <laughs> um, so... He was hanging out with me the other day. Uh, So it's like, this is where, too, our thoughts outside of things will will kind of shift uh, our feelings and we, like, kind of our, our channel gets mucked up with other people's information. And so then we can't be, like, a clear vessel for source, which is really one of the main things that we're meant to kind of do in 2020 is understand that quote difference um you know it makes me think of like I had a friend once that was like you know I'm happy you're a medium I'm happy you've talked about this but I grew up in a family where they'd whisper to me you know God told me you're a bad child you know they they their parents manipulated God um you know and manipulated the energy and I think this is this is that inroad to that of like understanding when we are attached to what we want there's a lot and I'm not going to like go into this because comparison is silly but like there are there are a lot of intuitives that are in that space a little bit right now where they're like I want you to agree with me on this and I'm like well are you going to be able to hold space for a client that's not in agreement with you because we're not meant to really have a quote opinion about a lot of things when it comes to you know, the human aspect, we're like source, you know? So it's like, you know, when I, even now I feel like distilling it down to language. It's like simply like, if you're listening to this, like drop into your system, like, you know, when words don't make sense when it's like, what was that they said? You know, what, what was that resonance of that? It's like the energy, just like the fool card and the magician card. It's like the energy is like the smoke that's like, like coming off of the word and it like hangs on the atmosphere for a minute and everyone's like what was that like it's 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 this connection to um ourselves our sovereignty which we talked about last podcast and this idea of maintaining rather than orienting to i guess is how i'll put it but it is it's like fascinating a clear channel I mean, you're just, like, not going to get fucked with. It's like, nope, 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 nope. You know, and, like, of of course, television, like, this is out there. This isn't my, right here, I'm going to do it. This is not my idea. People talk about this all the time. A channel, (laughs) right, programming. Like, you can think about words 
in a different way that helps you think like, huh, like is someone telling me how to feel and how to be right now? Like, do you know, like I'll say this to clients where I'm like, oh yeah, you're wearing that coat, but it's not yours. It's July and you actually have like seven different coats on. Do you want to take them off? Cause it's really fucking hot. And it's like, yes, I'd love to take the, the, these coats off. It's like, what do we wear in order to like show up a certain way? And at the center, our essence just gets like cooked <laughs> to, to keep that analogy going. But yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm picking up a lot of what you're putting down. I mean, for sure. I, I think some of the things that you've been saying that really resonate is, and we've kind of circled all around this before in episodes of, you know, this idea of safety um, this, this idea of, uh, well, okay, so the whole concept of manipulation, for example, yes, if you are telling someone what to do, if you are trying to get someone to do something, that is a low vibration, that's a dark vibration, you know, and, and it is, it's also if you're allowing other people to tell you what to do, or to, then you're, you're also in, you're kind of in a weak, dark vibration, right? Of you're, you're then creating a victim out of yourself. Now, this is kind of a controversial statement, but let's just think about it in a bigger way. Safety is a choice. Happiness is a choice. This is what Buddhism talks about. It's like there is going to be suffering. You get to decide what you're going to do with it. Now, I'm not here to tell you that suffering is just able, you can just transcend it. And it's just going to be fine and easy or, you know, you're going to be fine without money if we unplug this capitalism from our system. It doesn't necessarily work that way, right? We still are on the human plane. But I keep really attempting to align and, and really allowing myself to move more in that direction of the safest I am is when I'm the most in myself because I get to decide how you affect me. If you tell me, oh, I don't like that coat. I get to decide if I take that on or if I'm like, you know what, well, whatever, I like it, you know. You're making your own choices. So that, that idea of sovereignty and safety, I love that. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, but it's, it's a whole unpacking of a lot of energetic paradigms and a lot of, honestly, kind of brainwashing that we so strongly believe that we have to attach to these agreements which we've talked about in order to be safe but it's just not true it's just not true um I mean I don't know there are some things where it's like can, can you go squat on a piece of land like yes but also is it your land you know how is land ownership even a thing however in our culture it is a thing so there is some things you have to recognize and some laws that you have to be cognizant of right and kind of incorporate in this plan but you still get to choose what you do the more empowered you are and the more that you know, the more that you're choosing yes or no, what's what you're allowing in your system. Um, and also, yes, language being so huge and the energy behind words. I mean, words are spells. We've said it before. It's been said by many. Um, but it's not just the energy. It's, it's three different things almost, and it's probably more than that. It's the energy of the word, the way that you're saying the word, which is something about tone. It's about the environment, the context of the word, right? It's the meaning of the word as we know it right now or as you kind of express it with this other individual or individuals that are receiving this word, right? It's that kind of understanding of what this word means. But it's also the definition of what the word was created for, what it's always meant. It's carrying those three things when you speak a word. It's, it's probably carrying more than that, but that, that, that's kind of what I'm understanding. 
So, yeah, if you say a word, like you said, genius, let's look up the history of genius. What's the Latin root of genius? You know, I mean, I wish we could all really understand what these words really mean and came from. And I know you and I both look to a, a few different people that we love that are very intentional about this. Um, what is it? Psycholing- psycholinguistics? Ooh. I think is what y- Young Pharaoh, which uh-huh. we watched some of his videos, but just to t- say for the record, we don't love every, we don't stand behind everything <laughs> that he does, okay? But like, he he talks about yeah, studying psycho, <laughs> psycholing- I think it's psycholinguistics. I think it's psycholinguistics, yeah. Which is very cool, that idea of like, how is this where, and yeah, when you're manipulating, ooh, it's easy to do that and there is survival, but it's just... I mean, you think about a drug addict, right? You have to eventually realize you cannot trust them in what they say because they're sick. They have a disease. They have this condition that they are not themselves. They are in this place of manipulation because they have this crazy need for this thing. And so I think we're waking up in a lot of ways. And I would hope and I would like to empower each of you to wake up in how you are operating. It's hard to face, right? We all do it all the time. I go to the grocery store, I'm going to be nice to that person because it's just easier to be nice to that person where I might be in a terrible mood. Is that manipulation? I don't know. A little bit. It is a little bit. There's obviously very dramatic versions of that. It happens all the time. But just being aware and again, just being intentional, knowing that you're doing that and you're making a choice to do that and you're owning up to whatever consequences come along with that. But so much of what I feel is going on right now is there's a lot of shaming, finger pointing, there's a lot of duality of this is good, this is bad, and a lot of people have different opinions on what that looks like, and they're making things very this or that, and that's just super divisive, you know, and if you're ever telling somebody, we all know, we were all teenagers, somebody tells you what to do, are you going to listen? Only if you're scared, you yeah. know, and that's not a good thing. What? You don't want to be listening and taking in that information if you're scared, because then that's trauma. So please don't do that, you know. And yeah, I don't. I mean, wisdom. One thing I was gonna say, wisdom. You think about somebody that's wise. Do they tell you what to do? No. They don't. Yeah. They're just like, hmm. Okay. Well, that's an interesting choice. Pause. <laughs> you know. That's it. Pause. That's it. They're not like, ooh, you better not do that. You know, that's. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think, so when when you're talking about that, too, I think of, like, uh, narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, like, this idea of, like, narcissists love bombs, and then we believe their words, but really behind their words are manipulation, which is this, like, this understanding, this is where we're going into, like, esoteric resourcing, because you can feel it, like, but we are taught to, which we've talked about many times, we're taught to override our intuition, override our guts, um, you know, it's so funny, because I have a few clients that are, like, they've contacted me after a reading, or we've done a few readings, and, and they're, like, I really love working with you, but I also hate you because now I can't do normal things. <laughs> They're yeah. like, we've opened me up to like this like possibility of the, all of these elements of my intuition. I can't like there are a few friends I can't stand. My my like gut or guts are telling me certain things, and I have to follow them. Like they're like my life is different. And I'm just like, yep. (laughs) 
and not that I like throw them to the wolves by any means. There's, there's tons of resources for that, but it is like you no longer accept the reality quote of the world, the way it is when you start to get in touch with your intuitive abilities, yourself, your sovereignty, your truth, you no longer tolerate certain things and you no longer feel the need to manipulate people into agreeing with you about the world because you, you don't need it anymore. And so, you know, you think of like personality disorders, like the narcissist is going to love bomb. So is the sociopath, you know, and you can feel it. You can feel the negotiation of a sociopath, even though they're giving you the information. Maybe they're telling you they're a victim and you're like catering to their like world, right? And then you think of a psychopath, like the, he, he, that I won't say, but one of the serial killers that is known, like there was a documentary of, um, focused on the like women of this, um, this serial killer and his longtime girlfriend that he wrote in, um, when he was in prison, he basically intuited that she was going through this spiritual journey and wrote a letter to her. And it's like, we could look at that and like, she could look at that. Uh, her daughter actually intercepted it, and so she never read it. And be like, whoa, he's really connecting with me. But really, it was this 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 psychopath, this serial killer, was tuning into that Ooh. channel because it was open, and the frequency was there. And so it's like that discernment. It's going back to that discernment of like, okay, this feels off. This feels wrong. This feels weird. Um or this, I, I'm a knowing. It doesn't even have to be a feeling. It can be an inner knowing um, and, and really connecting into those things. You know, I think about this, like, of course, like it's all meant to be, right? But I think about like how much I turned this off as um, in my 20s and in my teens and like it came out sideways in my teens and 20s. But I think about like, my guides had to just like up the stakes. They had to up the drama. And this is the nervous system piece where it's like, we will up the stakes. So this is where like when people are like, oh, they're a drama queen. I'm like, cause someone's manipulating them and maybe they're manipulating themselves, mm. whatever it is. But like if the stakes are constantly being upped or you're upping the stakes in your life, it's because you're not being heard. And so then there's this idea of like, we manipulate to be heard. What's a what's a clear way we manipulate to be heard? We yell. Like it's like there's mm. it's easy to just like be like there's the resource right there, but it's our human resource, and so it's just understanding when we up the stakes, right? We also cut parts of ourselves off, especially when it comes to the nervous system, because we're like, oh, I got this. I'm just gonna up the state stakes, and we go into dopamine response, and we're like looking for something. And we override the system. But the guides are, our guides are like, go for it. Because <laughs> sure. they're like, maybe if she ups the stakes, she'll start listening to us. Like, it's like they, they think that. Or they're, they'll help up the stakes because they're like, you know, like, my anxiety, my migraines. Like, I was like, I'm not on my path. Like, you know, I, I abruptly quit my job at UVA at 25. I was not, I was like, I'm not on my path. I'm not on my path. But I, I didn't have even the language for it. And I was a fucking career counselor. <laughs> you know, like the I was irony. like, why am I giving this advice when I don't even know what this is? Like my, tons of migraines. And then I matched my nervous system by going to Bikram hot yoga that's fun. And think about like collective trauma of that bro, you know, like fucking terrible, like not, a, not an okay human. 
right? Like, I watched a documentary, I forgot what it's called, about him. And one of the women was like, I'm just waiting for him to make his comeback. And I was like, oh, this is why people talk about spiritual bypass. <laughs> Sorry, there's my uh, my spiritual soapbox about him. But uh, so, you know, it, it's it's very much like my nervous system was like, go like sit with yourself in a hot, hot room, you know, five to six days a week and just like sweat it out. And like, that was my like thought process around migraines. But it's like, because I was so disconnected from myself, I was like, I, I needed a dramatic reintroduction to myself. I needed the drama and needed to bring myself back that way. And now it's like every day, this is, this is the seven of pentacles, right? Like just because I now sometimes, you know, once or twice a week, it's a lot less practice yoga doesn't mean, oh, I'm still broken and still fixing those things from when I did Bikram yoga. It's like, no, I'm revisiting myself today. And that's that seven of pentacles, which is this idea of like, we're not Im imitating. We're letting the healing happen. We're letting the garden grow. We're walking away and we're allowing that discernment of the brain and the discernment of the heart and the discernment of the system to like connect us further or further closer and closer to ourselves and further mm. and further away from something that is trying to tell us who we are. And it's like, Oh, nope. You know? And that's where like, we're bad at it. I was bad at it for many years. Yeah. I was like, I was like, get away. Like, you know, and I would drink or, you know, I didn't drink a lot, but I would just get really emotional when I drank. You know, like, they're making me think of this one time where I, like, got really angry at a friend over New Year's Eve that I never get angry with. Shout out to Katie. Uh, and uh, she probably doesn't, I don't even know if she remembers this, but I got really, I drank, it's the last time I've ever drank whiskey in my life. And I got really angry at her and I was like, oh, I'm misplacing emotions. And, like, it just was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, why, you know, and I had a friend come over and she was like, you Okay. Like, just looked at me and asked me if I was okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And it's like, oh, right. Like, am I going to pay attention right now? Or am I going to simply, like, well, create a, a, a different, like, a reality that matches with, you know, my, I don't know. I guess I could say lower vibrations or, like, anything like that because... There is, there is a difference. Like, you know, people will say this, and I'm not saying I'm a perfect human by any means, <clears throat> but I pay highly neurotic attention probably <laughs> just kidding but like Pisces attention to energy yeah I'm a medium it's like my thing pay attention to energy and so people will come into my office space or they'll they'll come see me and they're like wow you just feel really nice like your office space feels really nice like you just feel nice what is that and I'm like well because I like pay attention and I clear it and I move it and I like hold the space mm. and I, I'm like this is the possibility for everybody like I think our nervous systems are meant to glow we are meant to be in a really really sweet space all the time you know um the people who are manipulating the world like think of think of the highest stakes manipulation right what is that war <laughs> it's the highest stakes manipulation yeah you know we are literally killing each other over i don't know what but something not believing in the same thing exactly and so it's like okay this is the collective highest stakes so we are the world so how are you at war with yourself with others with people because mm -hmm. then it's like this idea of like we are manipulating and then how do we like spiral and unwind from that 
so that we can then, you know, and I, and I say it like that to say there's going to be grief. There's going to be like, oh shit. Like I was like that grief, shame. Yeah. And it's like not drowning in those things, not going deep into the subconscious, unconscious, super conscious. It's like, okay, my resource here, what's my like life draft? It's like, okay, the ethers, my guides, these, the, the, all of this that's here, this beautiful like team of people that's here to work with me in these energies. So I don't like get pulled into the mud. Like we were talking about like this, just like, it's like this pulling that I'm seeing happening. That's, um, like I've had a few clients that are like, I thought I was over this. That said that this week and, and I'm like, Frank, I'm like, the energy is like, you are, you're being told you're, you're not. And so making sure like, is that yours? Like really, really think about it. Is that yours? Is that a projection? Is that a group think? Is that societal pressure? Is that an agenda? You know? Well, it's also the spiral, you know, Mm -hmm. as you go up, you go back down and revisit like, you sure? Mm-hmm. You know, all this, you sure we're going to be clean about all this? And you have to kind of sit in it for a minute to choose intentionally, like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And then you skyrocket further up. Totally. Um, but another thing that I was hearing you say that I feel similarly is kind of this intentional distraction, you know, where it's like when you're feeling really in a moment, I think I even mentioned this before that I was watching Allie McBeal and there was some character that would always oh God, pause before he spoke. And I loved <laughs> it. No, yeah, throwback. But, you Close know, just the block heart. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even just the idea of when you're feeling like you're on a rant and you don't even know if it's yours anymore, just mm-hmm. be like, wait a second, just pause, you know? And you holding that space for yourself, other people will hold it for you if you kind of hold it in a confident way, being like, hold on, wait, I'm kind of losing myself. What was I, you know, take a minute. Or, yeah, if you feel like, even if you don't really know, just walking outside, looking at trees, distracting yourself by nature, like looking at a snail for a minute, then when you come back to yourself, you're like, oh, wait, what? You know, that what was I even saying? It doesn't feel, it doesn't resonate anymore. Because in order for it to come through you, right? You kind of have to match that vibration and let it flow through you. So the minute you shake yourself away from that vibration, even for a second, it's the same thing when you lose your train of thought. You can do it in a similar way on a different, like a higher vibration, for example, when you're really on one and you're really in it and then you're like, wait, I have to go to the bathroom. You come back and you're like, what? You know, you, it's, it's, a, it's not as easy to get right back in it. It's the same thing. So intentional distraction can you bring can bring you back to yourself and certain exercises i think i've said it before but i, I a friend and i just were like brainstorming one day and we we're like i think we want to just ask ourselves is it wise every moment is it wise to do this is it wise for me to handle it that way and so it doesn't negate what you're feeling and there is no shoulds involved in that it's just huh is this kind of the highest, best, most evolved way that I can handle this? And sometimes you're not going to act in that, and that's okay. But kind of just having that trigger reflection of like, okay, you know, I'm feeling these things. Is it wise for me to share all of it on social media right now? Mm, maybe it is because I want the outlet and it feels positive still. Okay, well then you can do it. But just, again, just really starting to dial in and peel back all the onion layers so that you're really intentional and making choices constantly with what you're saying, who you're surrounding yourself with, what energy you're letting in, all of the things. This is all 
what you're feeding yourself with, right? If you think about food, I mean, you know, not everybody thinks about food this way, which is kind of crazy. And, of course, I even forget. I'm like, I want a brownie, you know. <laughs> okay. But, you know, does your body need a brownie? I mean, me with I mean, all my maybe. health issues. <laughs> I was talking to this doctor that was like, you know, she'd gone to a gut biome, microbiome or whatever convention where all these nerd doctors just, like studied the gut. And she was just saying that they were like, you know, you feed your gut. That's what you're doing. You are the the goal is to feed your body the food that your gut needs to digest. It can break down whatever, so then it gives you the energy. That's all we're doing. Okay, that's it. You know, so you think about the actual process. It's the same thing with the news that you're watching. You know what you're looking at all day. The energy of your space. All these things. Are you in a happy flow? Well, great, but if not, you know, if there's some things in your life you can't change, it's like that prayer that they use in AA. Like, accept what you can't change, but then how can you change the rest to almost compensate for what you can't change? And sometimes that's Ayurveda too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how can you get one thing in balance is going to help the other thing that's out of whack because it's going to kind of, you create the whole, you know, the, the harmony in it somehow. Yeah. So... It's this idea of just being aware of all of this all the time and hopefully getting to a point where it's not so conscious where you have to think about it all the time. It's more of that feeling of like, yes, no, yes, no, that's a yes, that's a no. Shoot, I should have said yes to that earlier. Okay, I'm going to be better now. Yes, no, yes, no. You know, it's just moving through life literally building up that muscle so that you're able to just flow in that way where... You have healthy boundaries, and you know what's your what's your bubble, you know? Yep. Gosh, if everybody did that, can you imagine? I know, right? I know. I mean, it, it makes me think of, like, um, I always want to start with I love my parents, but it makes me think of, uh, like, the paradigm. I mean, I just did it. I just did it on this podcast right before you were talking around language and going into that, the energetics of it, where... I play on a tennis league, and <clears throat> we were playing tennis yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. And <laughs> Monday. Sorry, that was not yesterday. And um, there was a four, we were playing doubles in the league, and then there were four uh, men next to us playing in their league. I heard just, like, straight communication, which was fine from them. There is so much apologizing that happened. <laughs> In oh, women's even the world, sorry. Yeah. No, so even where we we're, we're like, we try to have the, the rule where, and I just did it. I was like, oh, sorry. And I know, like, I can go back. So you can do this, like, do this exercise of retracing. Again, I love my mom. I, my best friend Malia growing up was like three houses down. My best friend Betsy was like four houses down, right? And so when I'd go to their house, my mom would yell to me, don't be a burden. And it always was so weird to me. And I'd write, I'd, I'd write back. I'd say back, I'm going to Malia's in this very confused voice. I, I know, just don't be a burden. And I kind of was like, I don't know what that means. Oh. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what are you, and as kids, we don't have the, the like language nor the like tools necessarily. I don't know. There's, there's definitely some parents out there that probably teach their kids these tools yeah, I grew up before the internet so that, you know, there was no, like, holistic psychologist on IG my mom could look up. So, 
But it was like the, like, it's the performance piece of, of wording where I was like, okay. And that's where I learned how to say sorry, because I was like, oh, if I say sorry, I can apologize for taking up space in this moment, you know? But and so then the message is, is don't I take apologize. up space. Right. I'm sorry. I am something as opposed to I apologize for something that I've done wrong. I don't yeah. even know what the word sorry means. It's probably not a good thing. I don't like that well, word. Well, yeah, and the, exactly. Like, like also, it's empty. Like, I, it's a reflex, which we talk yeah. about in orthobionomy. It's a, re, it's a reflex. It's like, it's like boop right there, you know, or a reaction even. I'm like, oh, sorry. I, I do that. Ooh, sorry. That's yeah. like the exact thing. And it's always, it's interesting because we can catch ourselves in these ways of like, it's also disingenuous. Not that I wasn't. Well, that's like when I, you're not you know, able upset, to hold tension. Like, yeah, yeah. It's awkwardness, not knowing what to do with awkwardness or tension, discomfort. Yeah. You fill yeah. it with something. Yeah. And it's like, I think for me, it was like, okay, ooh, I, I'm sorry, like that. I interrupted you, Raya. And then it was like, okay, uh, like, I don't want you to ever feel the burden of feeling like a, you know, ooh. burden. And then I'm placing my issue on to you with language because most people are like you're good like no one's ever like oh thank you for saying sorry you terrible human like ever like they're like you're good you know and there is this idea that kind of swoops in for my dad that is like you can't rely on others and so then I kind of like cut people off from like feeling like I can you know like any kind of engagement around that because I'm like oh sorry I take that back yeah and so it's interesting to like go into the like very very the depths of this of like tracing it back and going in and being like why do I say this you know and and of course like we can go I'm sure there's some sort of you know manipulation at the bottom of that but at at the base of it I think it is like I was placing my shit on you and it was like it's like what what why like why do we do that you know, and I know we're human. We're doing it right now. So I like, I'm glad it happened because I was like, oh, there's one of mine. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, it's like, who is that serving? I don't know. Well, some probably hologram of my mom from the past. Well, what is your intention my mom's in saying inner that? child, you know. What is yeah. your intention in saying that? Right. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's like, so that you don't create a story that I'm, like a bad person or that right. I, I take up space or anything like that. But you know? is that and it's wise? asking you to hold that. It's right. asking you to hold that. That's mm. what I think is But is that problem. wise? No, not at all. And so these habits, yep. this is the word we're using or the thing we're using. It's like, it's like the habits will rule the school and then mm-hmm. we are the habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like when you first get on a phone with somebody and you say, how are you? And it's okay, it's good. Or it's like, what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. Empty. What does that serve? It's just an icebreaker, really. It's just holding space so that you can energetically tune in to that person and go, have the conversation you're meaning to have. Emails, my God. And I understand, <laughs> like I understand, you know, in certain business environments, you have to say, you know, sign best or dear so-and-so, like... Okay, you know, yeah. I, I get it, but... Structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even, I've been, uh, I need to work more on my cursing, because that in itself is why. Even the idea of it's called a curse, it's called curse. Y'all, I know, you I see curse. what <laughs> When you start just, like, breaking all this down, it's fascinating. And yep. I know I was talking to my mom, because she studied um, 
Native American languages. She studied linguistics in college and grad school. Of and course she did. I know. She's wild. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say it exactly, so I do apologize for kind of battering this, but she was saying, especially, I mean, I don't know if she was speaking for all languages. She studied the Lenape language pretty closely. And she was um, implying something around certain words didn't exist, especially uh, versions of verbs. Um, something like they don't have anything that means should. They don't have anything that's mean a trying. There's nothing that it's either you're doing the thing or you're not doing the thing. You know, it's just like Yoda, don't try, do. It's mm -hmm. that whole thing. And again, that's wisdom of like telling someone they should do something. What, what is that energetically? As opposed to do that thing, right? Which is like an order and that's a command. Commands energy is very strong. Or it's I think you should, I feel you should, I don't know. It's, and it's also the kind of thing where giving advice, that's again, we're working off at a lower vibration. Whereas if you said, if it were me, I would probably do blah, blah, blah. You're operating out of a sense of personal individuality. You're operating out of strength. And you're also giving that person a choice saying, well, this is what I think I would do. But this is me. So you get to choose. It's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, even this is kind of related, but it's for some reason I'm thinking about it where, you know, something that's really sensitive in our culture, especially with women, is body image. Food can be this whole thing. And in my journey with food of eating healthier because my body kind of demanded it, um, when you go out to a restaurant and you say, ah, oh, I think I'm going to get a salad, you know, a lot of times people I'm with, I'm like, oh, God. I should get a salad too. Maybe I'll get a salad. And I'm like, you should get, you know, get whatever you want to get. You know, I'm getting a salad yeah. for my own multitude of reasons, which I don't even want to get into. It's not necessarily a <laughs> positive choice for myself at this moment, but you know, whatever. But even, you know, when you easily, you trigger people all the time and I was so sensitive to it and it would make me then be like, well, no, I'll get a boy. Oh, there's that tower card. <laughs> Then it's like, okay, well, I'll get a burger then. And now I'm compromising for that other person because right. they're uncomfortable. So, again, even with language, you have to be strong in what you're saying because it's, I mean, people, you're liberating them, right? But you have to hold that space where they may not follow you. They may not understand it. They may not like it. Even a friend of mine, when she moved to Australia, she was telling me that a lot of people, she got a lot of jealousy thrown at her. Instead of being like, oh my God, that sounds so amazing. People would be like, what? You're moving to Australia? Whoa, that's far. You know, all of that is like, it's language. It's also the energy you're throwing at someone. And the more that you start waking up to that and being like, ooh, they must have some sort of trauma about traveling or having enough money to travel or the idea of leaving something that must be safe to them. So this is, I mean, it's it's crazy. You kind of have to slow down everything in order to unpack everything and then order to encapsulate it all and understand it and integrate it so that then you don't have to think about it all the time and you can just be like, ooh, they kind of had an interesting reaction to that. Whatever. <laughs> Next. Like, yeah. But yeah. It's, it does, I mean, just like we've been saying, the minute you kind of step into more of this, you're going to start really I mean it's what they talk about being woke waking up when you wake up other people are asleep and you can be like wake up wake up wake up but some they're not gonna wake up yeah you can't just shake people out of the matrix yep 
They gotta climb on out themselves. Well, that's the thing. Anything that's <laughs> with es- resources. Yes. Sorry. Anything oh, that's oh, esoteric. I did it again. <laughs> what? I said sorry and ooh. Oh. Gosh. Right there. I didn't even catch See, it. See, we're human. See, I'm numb to it. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yes, anything that is these esoteric tools or metaphysical tools or awarenesses, that cannot be given to a person. It can't just be like, and now you have this ability. It's cultivated. It's earned. It's experienced, learned. It's gained, you know? It can't be given. So with that said, if you're seeking it out, you can find it. But it does take a lot of work. Because being woke can be hard. And I don't even want to say being woke because now that word is so associated with a very specific version of being awake, not not necessarily having full consciousness, right? But I remember when I first started seeing it, I was living in New York City, and I was call- I called a friend of mine that was my healer, and she was like, yeah, I mean, it's tough. When you start just looking at the world and realizing it's just like when you start caring about the environment, you start seeing people littering, and it makes you sad. It hurts you. You know, but you have to continue through and understand you can't yell at them to go throw that away instead of throwing out their window. They're not going to listen to you. If anything, they're going to keep doing it because you just threw something negative at them when they were doing something. So anyway, this, yeah, totally. I think what I've learned, even in situations with friends, a way to start doing it is just to hold space. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about this a lot. We've mentioned in a previous episode the whole idea of the pain body and interacting with people that are not on your kind of vibration level, consciousness, whatever. If you hold space for them and you are not engaging with that behavior of manipulation, of energetic um, projection or throwing things at you, right? If you just hold space for them and you just say, okay, I hear you, you're having a tough time. Pause, right? then you're, you're, you're not throwing it back at them. You're just reflecting back to them what they're giving to you and you're holding space for them to be able to feel it and understand what they just said. You know, if somebody yells at you, you say, whoa, that was a lot. Um, hold on. They get to absorb what they just said to you. Whereas if you all of a sudden break down or yell back, that's you engaging with the energy. You're coming to that vibration. So it's it's it takes a lot of strength, nervous system. Maybe let's close out the nervous yeah. system. I mean, it's it's trauma. It's like the trauma wants the match, you know. So like, how do you get the nervous system strength to yeah. hold this? Yeah. So quick breakdown. I promise. <laughs> you have your central and your peripheral. Central is your spinal cord and your brain, protected by your skull and your vertebrae. I always say it like that because this is dissociation, because our brain and our thinking patterns will create stories to protect us. Like, ooh, remember when that happened? And the story creation is there. So our brain is really good at that. But this is like more so our reptilian brain, partially our limbic. So if you have three-part brain, you have your reptilian, limbic, prefrontal, right? And like at its base, the reptilian is the survival mechanism. The limbic is more subconscious, but it's the mammalian brain, which is where the healing happens. Um... That's how I think of it as it is talked differently in other stuff I've heard. But the limbic is is your subconscious, so it can be where patterns are that aren't that, that are needed to be released. But it's like where we go to where where we're wired to connect. And then you have your prefrontal cortex, which is our linear, more linear um, kind of way of thinking, like A plus B equals C. 
And so when it comes to the nervous system, you have the brain. Oh, more, more thunderstorms. Uh, we have the brain, and then we have our peripheral nervous system, central peripheral. Peripheral is our proprioception, where we are in space. And so when we are you know, kind of connecting to where we are in space. This is how I think of people who are psychic or in their psychic gifts is how I'll put it too, right? Because we all have the ability to remote view. We all have the ability to do this. We have simply been told we do not and possibly not given a resources that speak to us individually, right? So it's like our our reach is further out because we transcend time and space, right? That's um, being a psychic. And so it's this idea of, we are just deep. <coughs> I must say, that's always like um energetic clearing is when I sneeze, so there's something there. But uh so it's it's very much um kind of when we connect out to the ethers, what we're connecting to, and then how we're kind of like you can think of it as like um octopus tentacles, anything like that. Um and so like, you know, it's like when we get hurt, we recoil, we come back in, right? And then we, our, our brain will be like, oh, ouch, right? Our nervous system, lovely. Our, our brain, ouch. Okay, that, that guy with blue eyes and a brown hat hurt my feelings. And like our eyes literally shift our proprioception to be like, cool, I'm going to just like stay away from that for a while. Or I'm not going to go to that restaurant for a while. Like it's like oversimplifying it. But it's like we are wired then to go like... To, to, to reduce our choices down to protect ourselves. It's protective mechanism, yeah. Yeah, and so then when we when we go out from the nervous system and we are able to kind of settle into what we have in the autonomic, which is part of the peripheral, our sympathetic, parasympathetic, that's fight or flight, which we have that active, like right now we're making eye contact, we're like sitting and talking, that's going to be this very active sympathetic and then you have your parasympathetic, which is rest and digest or, or a vacuum, which is something like fibromyalgia is too much parasympathetic. Our system is literally pulling us into a space of healing because we just can't. And this is reductionist. Uh, everybody's experience of fibromyalgia is different. So it's just an example. There's the word just that is funny one, the two, mm-hmm. but it is an example. And so we get pulled, you know, into that. And so we want a healthy balance of both. And so this is what will happen, too, when we dissociate, which is this idea that we simply lose track of time and space because our body's like, oh, oh, I know this. Oh, oh. Like our brain is like, oh, I got you, I got you, right? And then we're then, then when we go, get out of this pattern, we realize we're like, oh, our brain thinks it's the steward, but it's not. And we go into our body, and our body's like, yeah. <laughs> our peripheral nervous system's like, I got this, Right. And we're able to create neuroplasticity. We're, we're able to create new patterns. We're able to distinguish ourselves from, quote, others. We're able to not, like, like empty our problems onto other people. And I'm not saying that out of shame or judgment, anything like that. But it's kind of like this idea of, like, when someone comes home from work and they've had a really rough day and they're just being a, a jerk. Or they're just like, and it's like, oh, like, why don't you go, like, discharge your nervous system? Like hanging on to a little too much there. Like, you know, I, I don't really feel like being around that, that kind of energy. And that, that's, that, that's kind of, I think that's okay to say. Like, I'm not going to support that kind of energy. Like, is it supporting you is what I'll say. 
I mean, typically to Tom, he's the one who comes up. But it's like, is this, I know, poor Tom, is this supporting you? And he's like, no, it's not, you know? And like, we've had, we had this like language early on in our relationship. So it's, it's really interesting. He's like, I discharged in the car ride home. I'm like, yeah, we high five. It's like, perfect, (laughs) done. You know, like, he's like, I shook out my hands. Like, you know, and so I think it's, and like honoring just really fast, like complex PTSD, complex trauma in the system, it may take longer to unwind some of this because our body went to, to greater depths to hide the pain. And now we have to build a relationship with the pain. And that's not always fun when we've been in a vigilant and diligent protective space and that's why our system will go into fight or flight easy if we have recent trauma because our system's like oh i'm out of here right but it's following the narrative of the brain mm-hmm. and so when we disconnect the narrative of the brain and we go into our system that's when people will be like are you actually in threat like are the words someone's saying to you actually threatening and it's like actually they are because it's this or that or oh no i'm not in threat how can I ground? How can I be in my body? And how can I like redirect? And that's neuroplasticity at its base. If you're like, I want to develop neuroplasticity. I want to develop choice in the body. The number one thing I say, dentists love this is brush your teeth with your opposite hand because it'll just get you out of this, like this mentality of like, Oh, my right hand, right? We're in the subconscious. We're, we're just simply doing what we've always done. Try brushing your teeth with your opposite hand tonight. Do it over a sink. <laughs> you might drool. Um, and it takes longer. And like we then, then you have to orient to things differently. And you're like, wow, I never thought about that tooth. I haven't thought about that tooth in years. What is this? Like that's neuroplasticity. That's saying to my system, okay, I have choice. Cross body patterning, right? Left to right, right to left is saying I have choice. I can go across and I'm safe. Like it, it's, it's like bringing all of that together in the system mm. because it's beautifully intricately made, but you know, there's, there's like statistics out there, but you know, I would even say 90% of people are in fight or flight every day in the world, every day, 90%, you know? And like, all I don't, I, no judgment at all. I don't dial into people, but if someone's nervous system is like basically chasing me <laughs> grocery stores, how I put it, Right, like super upregulated or like I like dial in and I'm like, whoa, like I got to go, like I can feel it, you know. And again, it's my responsibility, not theirs. They can, they can feel however they want to feel. But, you know, like part of me, you know, feels like at some point I'm going to get so fed up that I'm going to turn around and be like, is that working for you? <laughs> and that's not going to work out. But it is. That's the statement where I'm like, I think to myself, is this working for me? When I go into my nervous system and I'm like, is this working for me? Mm. Like, is this upregulation working for me? Because you know your system's going to have to pull you possibly into a downregulation. What is that? Alcohol, drinking, or smoking pot, taking, sometimes it's taking a bath, but it's like we we then expect our system to get pulled into our parasympathetic mm. and then we're taking melatonin at night and again no judgment around this but the, these are this is what we do to like surround the pattern of our nervous system to like even add another layer of protection buffer, to it yeah. a buffer and we're not really getting to the base of like hey is this working Right. You know? Well, if you can acknowledge, like, or if you can identify the moments that you are, like, wow, okay, I need to pay attention to this in order to be safe. That's also, you 
becoming clear on it and then choosing safety, right? Yes. Being really clear on what is safety, what isn't safety, and you are choosing what is safe for you in that moment with your own circumstances and, and situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and this gets into trauma bonding and relationships. This, this gets into, you know, like, ooh, it's fun. And I'm like, oh, here we go, trauma bond. Like, like secure bonds are boring. <laughs> the stakes aren't up. You know, like people talk about like good sex and they're like, oh, it's really good sex. And I'm like, yeah, because you up your stakes with an argument or you up your stakes with drinking or something fun. And then you fucking call it, oh, there's a cuss, but you do, you fucking call it love. And I'm like, that's not love. Like, that's not love. Like, you know, because it's like long term, is that working for you? And most people are like, oh, yeah, no. And I'm not, again, no judgment, do what you want to do, but just like notice like your nervous system in relationship to all of this, because Mm -hmm. it has diligently, beautifully connected you to the world. And so, Well, this is what we were talking about last time with that one gene key where it's like, Mm. what dishonesty is what they termed it, which is that is keeping separation from a person, which I can relate directly to a lot of my dating experiences of being like, what is he thinking? What should I do? Oh my gosh, he just said this. You're constantly in this um, state of tension because you feel so distant from this other person, which creates a charge, right? And an attraction there, but it also is not healthy (laughs) because then you're constantly, your nervous system's out of whack. Your mind's on overdrive or you're just confused by the person constantly because you're not both showing up, both communicating, both like, you know, really, as we described it in the last episode, that idea of um, like kind of blending your two auras. One of you's merging or one of you's like, what the heck's over there? You know, you're kind of like, uh, the tension's getting to you. Whereas if you actually both were showing up and what love seems to be, as you said, it can be kind of boring because you're both just in it together and you're flowing together and it's working, you know? But we are taught in our systems almost, we are more comfortable with suffering. And it's messed up. It's, it's so, so messed, messed up. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. That, like, I love that you said that because it's like, this is the suffering. This is the endurance. Like, I'm going to endure this in my nervous system. I can tolerate this. I can take this. Think of that language. Like, wh- why? Why are we... Right, and then we p- why portray it as being strong. To, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the badge of honor. That's the trauma badge of honor, where then we wear it as a badge of honor. Like, look at what I've been through. You know? And I don't, you know, I don't want to... Again, it, it goes back to that, that is it working for you, right? Because, you know, or are you asking people around you to cater to well, your Well, that's ego. That's all trauma. ego is boasting is ego. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to boast. I mean, be proud of yourself. Like, know what you've accomplished. Have pride in that. Right. Have other people admiring you for that. There's nothing wrong with it. But, like, you holding that prideful energy, that's, yeah. e- that's like, the, you know. Mm-mm. And I think part of this, ooh, I think we're about to get another thunder. Uh, I think part of this is, too, the, one of the four agreements is to not take things personally. You know? And Biggest I'll, one, like, I would say. Yeah. I mean, my college roommate, my college roommate would say that to me. And at the time, I took it really personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, you take everything so personally. And it really hurt, it's a hurt, hurt it's a my feelings. It's a hurtful hear, thing to say. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, you know, like, I always think to myself, like, like, I'm like, okay, how can I not highly personalize this? Because I got to this point where I was like, is it working? I know I've said that like 80 times, but it is this thing. I'm like, is it working? And, you know, not personalizing things really allowed me. We, we live right now, I think, at least in an online culture that tries to up the stakes and personalize things so that you get engaged in this, like, dopamine thing where then this, there's this negotiation of what's more important, what's right and wrong, and, and it, it's, I'm sorry, useless. <laughs> it's dangerous. It's, it's dangerous, it yeah. It's, it, and it's like... It's like, hey, th- this isn't this. What? <laughs> like, it, it's. It, I mean, it, you, you can even hear my voice. It's what it causes? Is confusion, yeah. right? And when we have shame. confusion, we look shame. for structure, and then the structure's right there, the system's right there, and it's like, oh, I got you. The matrix, like, oh, I got you. Sit back, relax. I got you, right? Like the matrix is ready when you're in that those moments. That is an abuser. It is ready. You were describing yep. an abuser. Somebody that puts you into a disorienting situation and then is like, no, 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 I got you. And then is sweet to you all of a sudden. And then I'll yep. throw you. That's all abuse. Yep. Yeah. 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 So what in your life is bringing you the opposite of joy? <laughs> right? Yeah. So strife, struggle. That is something that you, you are choosing and opting in on in a way that you may be subconscious to. Right. Yeah. Just because the cards are dealt on the table doesn't mean you have to sit down. You know, and, and, and we're both, neither of us are recommending not engaging with systems that literally wouldn't make sense. We both drove the over here to, yeah. on a road. Mm-hmm. I follow the traffic patterns. There's the example of that. Like the, 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 the systems are there. Actually, some systems are there for safety, right? Driving being one of them. And so, or the rules, things like that. It's right. much more like our relationship development to that um, when it comes to all all, all humans, all beings, you know. Or even um, just having the awareness and consciousness like we were talking about the last episode of these agreements. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, yeah, I do think safety is a choice, but I also think that if you choose not to engage with money, there are right. going to be consequences of that in our culture. Or, you know, if you choose not to engage with the contract of land ownership or right. bills or taxes, you know, they may not be real. They're constructs we all believe in, but they still have weight. And so I do want to honor that, and I do think both of us are saying that. It's more just the zoom out and the zoom in, you know, being able to understand, wow. Like, it's kind of just having that ability to look at life philosophically because then you have another perspective, and then you can zoom back in and make more conscious choices day-to-day, moment-to-moment that are aligning with what you really believe in and what you really feel is true and want to be true and that's all I would say like big goal you know that we're all doing yeah and I mean and for the like upcoming Leo season I would say for Mm. all you like Leos yeah that's you Leos I would say Sages I would actually put Aquarius in here too Aquariuses is that Aquarians Mm. um I would say this which would be you know this this idea oh my this is hilarious I lost my train of thought Um, that's hysterical. It's like, whoop. um, but would be like, if you need structure around this, um, oh, it's going to be structure or a goal. Oh, when you kind of are able to like get into your nervous system and you get into your intuition more, like what I'll see with clients, repeat clients is like, they'll, I have like 
a, a group of guides and all of a sudden it's like the veil lifted over there and you have a whole new set of guides. You get a whole new set of guides that show up when you have gone to a certain frequency in your system. Like gradually. A whole new. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, here we go. Here's a whole new. And so then it actually can sometimes cause confusion. It's like, oh, I've got a new classroom. Oh, I've got a new principal. Ah, like I'm learning this calculus, this new thing. <laughs> Right? Like, but it is like you get this whole other. And so, so, you know, for those of you who, who want that like engagement with guides, cause we talked about that. It's like, okay, you'll get more guides if you, you know, um, if you, if you show up for this, if you show up for yourself in this way, it's kind of like the universe reward there. The universe does. It rewards you too. And you know. Uh, universe is second even, half like, of 2020 rewards. Let's yeah. Rewards. We're getting rewarded. Um, you know, and I want to say, sometimes I say this to clients a lot. I'm like, this is thankless work. Sometimes mm. when you're resourcing in your system, you don't have a teacher next to you, like a plus on that test, you know? So I just want to say, honor the people who are doing a lot of work out there on themselves and doing some of this. And it is literally another layer of the world that you're integrating into your life and letting go and, and it's work. So, you know, I like the word work there because I think it makes sense because it is like, it's not an earning type of work. It's like a energy put into the effort. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Woo. Oh, we were nervous about this one. I think it, I think it worked out well. I do too. So it went, oh yeah, I love it. So like my intention when we first started this was like, let's keep it to 30 minutes. (laughs) Oh yeah, the po- it started Oops. the podcast. Not yeah, the, the podcast. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. the podcast Impossible. in general. Yeah, I was like, let's try to keep under thirty minutes for people, like little snippets. Yeah, that went out the window fast. So if you're still here, good job. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon, etc. Hang in there. Yep. Cool. Love you all. Bye.